0: Uh, in yesterday's daf, we saw Mishnah that gives the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov, who says that a person that makes a vow against his friend that you better come eat with me or else I'm never going to talk to you again. Uh, that vow is also from the what previous, the first Mishnah, is called Neded uh, Zeduzin. Uh, we added some words uh, in the daf yesterday uh, to this to so that Rabbi Eliezer is said to say, that um, someone who makes a vow like that, that's called Nidre Zeruzin, and then Nidre Zeruzin, the same as when the merchant says, I won't sell this for a dollar less than four, um, that's null and void, because he doesn't mean it in the first place. So too, the host that said, you better come and eat with me, or else I'm not going to talk to you, is Nidre Zeruzin, and therefore is null and void. You don't even have to do anything to undo it. That is the opinion of Rebbe Eliezer. Now we're going to ask a question. Does everyone agree with him? Iba Yelehu. <inaudible> Pelige der banana led to be Eliezer ben Yaakov ola do the rabbis disagree with them or do they agree with them um so we're going to prove it from a few different mishnayot and but i thought vimtim so mal peligeh khatakevate ola second question if the rabbis in fact do uh um prohibit such vows, in other words, if you make such a vow, then it is a valid vow and creates a prohibition, is the halacha like Rabbi Eliezer, or is it like the rabbis? Okay, Tashima, so first proof, uh, we're going to try to prove that, in fact, the rabbis disagree. With Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov. We're going to see that in the progression, by the time we get to the end, we're going to actually say halacha is like Rabbi Eliezer. Uh, we'd like to be lenient and not have to, uh, and, and so that these uh, should make uh, 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 be permitted. Uh, I guess people were saying these vowels a lot. And the rabbis didn't want to give people a hard time because uh, they figured that people don't really mean them. Mean them, okay. But we're gonna to have to first uh, see because if it is in fact a rabbanan that disagree with them, then you know it's gonna be harder to decide that halacha is likely to be as Yaakov. So we have a mishnah later on that says ha chavero kunam she'eni im ata notel Someone says, I'm going to be a, like a korban. You are prohibited. I am prohibited from benefiting from you if you do not take from me this gift of some two, a cord of wheat, two barrels of wine, and I want to give it to your son. And In I'm insisting that I want to give you a gift, and if you don't receive this gift from me, then I'm going to prohibit you from um I'm gonna prevent myself from benefiting from you, from you ever, right? I don't want this to be a one-way transaction. People like when they give and they take. Um so he makes this vow. Um in this in this case, this he says this is uh he can undo it himself. Um because In this case the person that i give the gift to that person the receiver can say listen i know you only made this vow because you want to honor me and that's why you want me to take this gift but really my honor is to not take the gift from you right i will feel honored by you keeping the gift so uh, should the the receiver say that then it turns out that the vow is undone, right? He can, uh, he can, he he doesn't have to even go to a Chacham. He can just say, undo the vow himself, because his intention was to honor the receiver. And the receiver says, I am already honored by you just uh, uh, offering the gift and by not me not receiving it. Okay, so now we're going to analyze this Mishnah. So the only reason why the neder is undone is because the receiver says, it's my honor for you to keep your, your gift. Thank you anyway. I appreciate the gesture. But if he didn't say that, then it would be a valid, uh, a valid vow, right? It's not for that out that the receiver gives by saying that. Otherwise, it would be a valid vow. So, that means, even though it's a vow of exhortation, it's a nederzeruzin, I'm, I'm, I'm the giver, and I'm saying, I want you to receive it, or else I'll make a vow. If you don't receive it, my gift, then I'll be, I'll be prohibited to you. You'll be prohibited to me. Um, so, even though that's a nederzeruzin, that would apply unless the receiver gives an out that says, that's my honor. So, we see this type of nederzeruzin, is doesn't is in fact valid now who could be the author of this mishnah that's the same as the case in our mishnah and that is called a neder zeruzin. and abeli the one that said that that is null and void right that's the case um, you better uh uh come come over uh, for a meal or else i'll make you prohibited and the Beeliezer already said, that's null and void. So this Mishnah cannot be the, the opinion of the Ale. Rather, this Mishnah must be the opinion of the majority of the rabbis. And the majority of rabbis say this kind of vow of exhortation, it does take effect in the general case, you know, unless you have some kind of out. And so the rabbis must disagree with him, right? Well, not necessarily to be Yaakov. We can explain this Mishnah, even according to Bi be Eliezer Ben Ya'akov, there's a difference between the cases. Because in this case, Bi says, the person making the vow does mean it and even uh, uh, really does mean it unless the guy doesn't give given out because the person giving the gift says, what am I, a dog that I benefit from you and you won't benefit from me? Uh, this is not nice what you're doing, right? Um, uh, ironically, you think people will always want to receive, but it's not true. People want to give also, right? By having only receiving, person feels lower down. Like what? You can only give me, but I can't give you. This is the manner of a dog. A dog receives from its owner, but a dog doesn't give anything back to its owner. So, by treating me in this way, by, by you'll, you'll give me a present, but you won't accept my present, I'm actually angry at you, and I mean for the vow to be valid. So, even and Abelia Benakov, who says in general, like a case of hosting, uh, would be invalid but in this uh, in this instance the person means for it to really be valid because it's really insulting if a person will not receive will not accept your gift unless they say oh it's my honor too for, for you for you to keep it and then you know they're saying something nice to me so then I feel better but otherwise everyone would agree even to be Nakov that sataned is valid okay so let's try again Tashima ha om kunam la chab li so this is a continuation of the Mishnah we just mentioned, and now this is the opposite way. Uh, someone says, right? Do you, uh, benefiting from me is korban to you. I'm making myself prohibited to you. If you don't give me uh, for my son a quart of wheat and two barrels of wine, right? I'm demanding that you give me a, give me a hand, help me out to provide for my son. Now, what would be the uh, the law here? Rabbi Meir omed ten. Rabbi Meir says uh, the vow is valid, and in fact, I won't I won't have any benefit from you. You won't be able to have any benefit benefit from me until you actually give the 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 wine, the wheat, and the wine. However, Chachamim Omerim, Hareni Hit say, No, there's a way to undo this vow, even without going to a sage, because I can uh, get, let you out of it by saying, You know what? I'll consider it as if. I received the gift from you, right? If in the end you don't, give me the, you, you don't give me the gift and now I feel bad. I don't want this vow to actually be true that you can get no benefit from me. So, you know, I'll say I forego. I know you said you're supposed to give it to me. I'll, I'll consider it like I, like I received it. And that's sufficient for me to uh, feel satisfied and the vow is done. Okay, now, that's the Mishnah. Let's analyze. The only reason I can get out of this vow is by saying, I feel like you gave it to me. I consider it as if. But let's say not. If I don't think that and don't say that, then it is a valid vow, right? If I still feel a grudge and feel upset that you don't help me out, all right? I help you all the time, you don't help me out when I need it, so then, it is a valid vow. Okay, Mani, who could be the author of this Mishnah? Ita Yaakov Nidrezeruzin Yaakov from the Mishnah, he says that a Neder of encouragement like this should be invalid. And so, that's I, I, true. I said this in order to encourage you to to, to give uh, to give a gift to my son of wheat, me of wheat and wine. And that's all I meant is to encourage you, and therefore it's null and void. And so it will be null and void no matter what. Even if I didn't say, I, it's, I'll consider it as if I received it. or so rather, this Mishnah must be the opinion of Rabbanan. And the majority does in fact uh, disagree with Rabbanan. The and they think that a plain old neder um, zeduzin is, is binding. right? So isn't this a good proof that Rabbanan disagree? We say, no, le- le- olam Rebbe Eliezer ben Yaakov, even Rebbe Eliezer ben Yaakov may very well agree with this Mishnah. In this case, Rabbi Eliezer would agree that the person is going to feel a real grudge and really want to make a vow because the person, the one who's asking for a gift, says, what am I, a king that I provide benefit to you and you don't give anything back to me? Right, We have a long-standing relationship. I always give you you gifts, and now I'm asking, I say, listen, my son needs some help now. Can, can, can you give him a gift? If not, I'm going to make a vow against you that we're going to have no benefit ever again. Um, and so a person really feels the, that grudge, right? Person, on the one hand, doesn't want to be, feel like a dog that he always receives and never gives. Person don't, also, if they're not a king, if they're not that rich, they can't afford to always give and never receive. You're not being fair. So in this case, the person really means the vow. And therefore, it's not just a neder zeruzin. He actually means it. Um, that's why the Ezra ben Yaakov says that. But in a regular case of neder zeruzin, like a host saying, you know, I want you to come over or else I'm not going to talk to you ever again, um, that, in fact, would be invalid. Okay, so far so good. Now another uh, proof that the rabbis disagree. le'mor kashisha bered derab chista ashe. Ta'shima. Nidre There's another Mishnah coming up in a few dapiim. Uh, so there's another category of a neder that is null and void to begin with, and that is uh, not to begin with another that's that's that that is um, becomes null and void. And that is one that is uh, violated because of circumstances beyond one's controls. onus. So if I said, "Hey, listen, you better come over," and if you don't come over for a meal, then I'm never talking to you again. But in the end, the guest got sick, or his son got sick, and said to take care of him, or the, the the river was unable to cross it; he couldn't, wasn't able, wasn't able to get there. Right? The guest, as, as much as he tried, he would not have been able to get to the host. So now, does the host have to? Um, I have to upkeep that vow? No, this is a neded that was honest. The guest tried to get there, um, but it was beyond his control, so this neded is void. Okay, ha lav neded hu? What did we learn from this? If not that the guest uh, got sick and wasn't able to come, the, if, uh, if he just decided, I don't feel like coming, then the neded would be valid, and now that the guest said, you can't talk to me ever again, or I'm not talking to you ever again, that would be uh, that would be upheld. Okay, let's see. Maneh, who's the author of this Mishnah, <speaking in Hebrew> it be Zeruzin Have. Can't be the ben Yakob because this is a de Zeruzin. He's saying I you know, come I want you to come over to come over for a meal, or else I won't talk to you again. And um, so this is uh, just a regular exhortation. Be ben already said that this is not a binding vow. And we just proved that it would be a binding vow. So it must be the Banan. And the Banan, in fact, disagree. And they are machmir on such. <laughs> and we say, not necessarily. Le'olam ben Yaakov. It could, that could be, Debi ben Yaakov. Oh, you were interpreting that the host was the one that made the vow in order to encourage the guest to come. But it could be that the guest is the one that requested the host make a vow. It could be that the, the guest uh, requested, hey, can you make a vow that you're going to invite me? And here's what happened. The guest was saying, hey, can you invite me for a, for a meal? Right? I really want to come over. And, then I lay in, and the host says, yes, yeah, I'll invite you, you know, one day. Uh, the guest doesn't believe him, right? Are you, would you vow? You're going to make a vow that you're going to invite me over? And the host says, Yes, I make a vow. I want you to really come over, right? Um, And he, say, he gives him an invitation. But, that's the case we're talking about. And then the guest got sick, or his son got sick, or he couldn't get there, couldn't cross the river. That's what's called a neder ones. This is not a neder zeruzin, because the host wasn't pushing for to, to make sure that the guest will come. The host was actually somewhat reluctant. He's like, okay, you want to come? Fine. It was actually the guest that was pushing himself and saying, hey, make a neder, because I want to really make sure that you mean it, that you're not just giving me a fake invitation. I want to make sure you mean it, that I can really come over. So, in this case, when the host made the neder, it was not to exhort, to encourage. He wasn't just saying random words. This was a real neder. Really make a vow, the guest says, so that I know that I'm really invited. And so, therefore, this in this case, is not a neder zeruzin at all. Um, that's why to be Elizabeth Nalkov would certainly agree in this case that the neder is valid. Um, it would be valid uh, if not that the person actually got sick. If the person gets sick, then you see that it was beyond his control; nothing he could do. So that uh, only for that reason is it invalid. Otherwise, it would be it would be valid, and everyone would agree. Alright, another proof, Tashima. Ya teda al kenna marabeliasob. Hamelha Vero Kunam Shani Nehenelecha Imi atam atami esli betokal emi Pat Hama Vitishte mi koshamin. A person, a host, says to his friend that betting be to benefit from you is kunam from me. I will not get any benefit from you if you don't come over and eat some hot bread and drink some hot water with me. Um uh, uh okay, so that's the right stand. Standard case, but here, the guest is now annoyed at him that he's he's being so pushy. Even that is called and therefore would be null and void, even though it's really unwanted. It's not united. It's like beyond being nice. You're being now pushy. Um, and so therefore be null and void. But, the end of that, Mishnah says, the sages did not agree with him. Um, did not agree with Rebiel and Yaakov. So you see that here only according to Rebiel and Yaakov is such a neder called neder zeruzin an invalid. Hachamim disagreed. Now let's analyze. What does this mean? hachamim, lo hachamim. What did they disagree about? L'avda afilu bekamaita ushmamina Peligida abanan alehem sh'ma'mina. When it says they disagree, is it only about this case? Does not? Doesn't it also mean? regarding the earlier cases that we saw before, and so the rabbis disagree with all the cases, not anything particular about this one, rather they disagree in general, and the rabbis say that Ner Der is in fact valid. Um, and uh, and therefore Shema Mina, you're right. That's a good proof. There's no way to get around this one because it says outright that the rabbis disagree with them. And so even though we were able to somehow fit in the previous Mishnayot and say it, it would agree and what uh, is the author of them? And if Beiliz is the author, then it's actually according to everybody uh, that the Nedezeruzin is invalid. But we see from here that that's not sustainable to the end. And so there are in fact two opinions the rabbis are more stringent um, in Nederzerusine. Okay, so now that we know we answered the first question that we started with, yes, there are in fact two opinions here but we still have another question what's the halakha who is it follow my have ala tashma tamad av hona halakha ked be eliezer ben yakov when amadavada balahava halakha ked be eliezer ben yakov in fact amadav uh, and ravada uh, balahava decided halakha ma said that the law is like nabi eliezer ben yakov which is unusual it's a minority opinion against the majority nevertheless it seemed that they wanted to um to lighten the burden they didn't want people to to violate vows all the time and people would always make vows like this to encourage people to you know come over uh you know give uh, take this gift uh, give me a gift all kinds of things like this and um then you know they didn't always come over they didn't always give the gift and therefore people would be violating vows left and right and so in order to be more accommodating they decide the halakha is like to be Eliezer ben Yaakov um but I think now we understand why this whole time they were trying to say, maybe this is all opinions, maybe everyone ag- agrees with Avila Zbignakov, but even though we couldn't sustain that, nevertheless, we say the halacha um, is the more lenient position. Next, Mishnah is about the next category of vows that are void. Nidre Havai Amar konam im bader im this is a vow of exaggeration. Everybody knows that you don't really mean these words when you exaggerate this. So if I uh, just come from, came from the highway and I said, oh, there were so many people on this road. And it says, this bread will be korban, will be prohibited to me if I did not see the number of people like those who left Egypt, 600,000 people. I saw more than that. So this person is exaggerating and we know he doesn't really mean what he said. And therefore, there is no vowel. Or if he said, I just saw the snake. It was this big, right? It was as big as a beam of an olive press. Here's an olive press. And you have a beam and you put weights on the beam. And that presses down against a rock that is on top of the olives that's in these baskets. So it's a very big, wide, long beam. And uh, if you said, I saw a snake this big, um, then this... Uh, if if i did not see a snake that big then i will be prohibited to this bread now he didn't really see a snake that big and he really didn't see the number of people that are so more than 600,000 people so therefore if we take his words literally then oh you didn't see that so therefore this bread is going to be prohibited to you but we understand what he meant that he saw a lot of people he saw a big snake and he's just using this as uh, exaggerated language, and so therefore uh, he did. Um, we do not take his words literally. We, literally, we understand that he was exaggerating, and therefore um, we assume he did see a big snake, even if it wasn't so big. He saw a whole bunch of people. And he did not mean to actually take a vow upon himself if it wasn't actually that big. So there is no vow. That's the Mishnah, no nedir. Now the Gemara is going to compare a neder to Shibah. Braita teaches Tana Dibrehavai Mutarin. Shebuatavai Asurin. On the one hand, a neder, that's exaggerated, is permitted as we just saw. But if you say the symbol a similar language with a swear, then it's prohibited, because swears are much more strict. Stringent. Some d'oraita, some midrabanan. The rabbi said we really don't want people to make uh, swears, and so we're going to be more exacting and take your words literally in a swear, and it will be val- it will be valid. All right, that's the baraita. Gemara is going to explain this. What what exactly would be a formula that would be a that's exaggerated? That would be similar to this neder. amar im lo ra'iti Midam Kamad, if a person says, I make a vow, a swear, Shavua, if I did not see on this road uh, a million people. Well, did he say anything? That's not a that's not a language, not a formula of a Shivua. Shivwa says, you know, I swear that I will exercise, that I didn't exercise tomorrow. Here is making a conditional with no uh, with nothing afterwards. So this is not a form that makes a shivwa at all. So it can't be that. So Abaya explains In fact he says, I, I make a, a swear that I saw. On this road, I saw a million people. Um, And if he did not actually see a million people, which he didn't, because you can't see a million. There was not a million people there. We take his words literally. And therefore, he made a vain oath and he will get lashes. That's what it's talking about. So it's not talking about the exact same as as the Ned did. It's not that if I didn't see. He actually said it in a positive if I did see. That's a bayet. Amal imken l'amali l'memar. Rava says, for, why, first of all, there's no chidush. If a person says something about the past that is false, then obviously it's going to be a false shivua. right? We know shivuot are more stringent, and you wouldn't even have to tell me this case that that would be prohibited. Ve'od, ad neder katane. And furthermore, the breita is comparing a neder and shivua, So it should be the same exact type of neder, and an equivalent type of Shavuot, the Neder is permitted and the Shavuot is prohibited. Um, so, in your case, they're not the same because the Neder is in negative and now the Shavuot you're saying in positive, I swear that I did see. So Ella Amarava, aseru alai bishvuah. raiti keole Rather, its person says, all the fruit in the world should be prohibited to me as a shvuah. Not as a nezer. Not that the 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 fruit is prohibited, but rather I will be prohibited from all the fruit in the world if I did not see on this road, a million people. In that case, he will be, we take his words literally, and if he didn't see a million people, he will actually be prohibited from eating fruit. Um, And so now this is an equivalent case. It's the same exact. It's a negative. If I didn't see, it's an if, but it has a then also, and it has the, the, the fruit there. So it is a formula of a Shavua, and it is exactly parallel to the Neder, so Rava likes this answer better because it is in fact the same as the Neder, but the Neder is permitted while the Shavua does create a prohibition. Uh, and we're going to continue this conversation tomorrow where we wonder, well, what exactly does he mean? Uh, what, what exactly does he mean? Maybe, maybe he saw a whole bunch of ants. How do you know he was talking about people? And maybe there were that many ants there. Um, so we'll continue that conversation. Baruch Adonai Leolam. Amen v'Amen.